0: Recorded live. I'm not sure how soon it's going to on. This is Thursday, June the 2nd. And after June the 2nd, I'm already Who so far. Well, hello. Talk to you, audience. How is everyone doing this evening? It looks like we've got a few people on, on the air. Who do we have here today?
2: Hello, talk to audience. Are you with us? Well, hello, talk to audience. Who do we have with us today?
0: Anybody else on you? Huh? Anybody else on you? Nope. Talk to your audience. Are you with us tonight? Oh, you don't have your phone. Okay. Let me put on speaker. You have your earphones right now? Okay. Are, any, are the other guys getting on their phones or what are they doing? Juliana and the rest? We're going to talk today about our future. We're going to start out in John 17. Sits and lets me lay hands on her. Get the boys on talk show. Well, Seth came out asking for the code and everything. Get the boys on talk show. Unless he's getting the code so he can play. BB went in the house. Oh, there he is. (laughs) Don't fight under your legs all the time. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that are really good, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Appleton and that Well Good thing there's nobody on there. I'll be crunching like on the phone. Hey, baby. I did this last time. I tried to get it to record on this.
2: Let me know you're on. Hmm. All right, if you're on, let me
0: know. you hand up again. Who, I don't know it says north cent- north central orange county fixed tell seller to get a uh uh current on. Was what on. oh. On me? All right, if you're on the air, let me know you're on.
1: I'm on, Pastor. Pastor.
2: All right,
0: young lady. Good to have you on.
1: My flesh got the best of me. I had to go downstairs and get my chunky monkey.
0: That's funny. I myself have some of the Quaker popped rice crisps, and they are so oh. amazing. <laughs> okay. okay. Pretty awesome. So let's let's go ahead and open up in prayer. All right. Go ahead, Manny. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. And thank you, Lord, for this <laughs> awesome technology talk show. We thank you, Father, that we are having a blessed week, full of favor, full of peace, full of joy. We thank you, Lord, that as as we have a conversation tonight, having iron sharpened iron, your glory fills this place, and our hearts are open to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we get a witness here? Amen. All right. Well, praise the Lord. As we begin to start and get this evening going, what have you, uh, what has God done in your life? I just need to hear real short testimonies as we get to start right now this evening's program. Praise the Lord. It talks to you. It started, and it worked. I had to schedule two months in advance, and then it let me, so we're good.
2: All right. So, what?
0: hi, this is Mark speaking. I have a praise support. My praise support is so now that we're out here, we're all moving and everything. I was so happy because we were able to stay at Manny's house that we didn't have to drive an hour away. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm really happy about that because it, it makes it so much easier. And I'm so thankful to God that He's blessed us, that we're super close to everyone. It's just, it's really cool. Amen. Anybody else? That's a good that's a good praise report. Well, praise God. Let's let's get started. Let's get right into this. You know, we prayed and we believed God and I I, I got some things to share with you today. If you got your Bibles with you, let's turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 20. As soon as you're there, say amen. 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 All right. Manny's, man, Manny's in, and, and we're in, and uh, praise the Lord. Now, um, am I clear today? Is this thing coming in clear? Yep. It's coming in clear, Pastor. Well, praise God. Now I like what it says here, and and uh, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. Do we believe that God is in our future, and that He's that and that He? Do we believe that God is involved in people's futures? Absolutely. Amen. Manny saying absolutely. absolutely. Now, let, let's let's just talk about this. The Apostle Paul made a comment in First Corinthians three twenty two. You don't have to turn. They said, "Whether well, Paul, Apollos, Cephas, the world, life." death, the present, or the future, everything belongs to you. Now, he had just talked about the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise are worthless. So let no one boast about human beings since everything belongs to you. So where does all wisdom come from? God. Uh, He starts out talking about true wisdom. Don't let no one deceive himself. If any of you think himself wise, in the ways of this world, he must become a fool to become really wise. For the wisdom of this world is nonsense in God's sight. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own trickery. And again, he says, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are worthless. So let no one boast about human beings since everything belongs to you. But you belong to the Christ, and the Christ belongs to God. Now in John 17, didn't Jesus say that that you, be, that you are in him and that you belong to him and he belongs to you and you are in him and he is in you and the spirit of God is in you and you are in the spirit of God and in Jesus and, and you're all wrapped up in the, in, in, in the trinity, amen? Are you all with me there?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. Now watch this. By, doing this, this. by doing this, they store a treasure for themselves that is a good foundation for the future so that they can keep hold on the life that is real. Now, we just saw what God thinks about the wisdom of this world. It's not real, is it? Yeah. God talks about reality. And so when we take hold of what his word said on the life that that is real, God wants us to think about the future. Now, When we begin to understand our future, Jesus understood his future. He knew where he was going. He knew his assignment. But let me ask you, how do we find the future that is locked up in you? How do you find what God is already doing on the inside of you to bring forth in this world? God is not a small thinker. I want to say with this with me. God doesn't think small. God
1: God doesn't doesn't think small. small.
0: Now, y'all, are the rest of you keeping me on mute? Now, God does not think small. God is on the inside of you, giving you real passions, real desire, ideas, visions, motivations. He, you know what? There are things in this life that bother you, which many times is a clue to the solutions that God wants to bring through you. Imagine how simple it is for the man who invented the the, the rubber bands, and how many of us use, you know, have used rubber bands in the past. Paper clips. You know, imagine being irritated because you couldn't keep all your papers together. Staples. You know, people have learned to use it and invented little contraptions that hold all these papers together. Post-it notes that were invented pretty much by accident because they were creating a glue, but then they found out, hey, why don't we use this to uh, put temporary notes up? Everything was birthed as a solution to make humanity live their life more easily. Planes, trains, cars, something that was better than the horse. But those are the big examples. But what about your future? What is it that you desire on the inside of you to bring about to humanity that will work? What about... Now, what about... Let's say that you think, well, you know what? I like what um, – I really like what McDonald's does with those burgers, and I really like, you know, uh, the stuff that they do, and I, and I think I can get in there and even make them more money because I have some ideas about how to perfect what they do in their advertising, you know, and you want to join your chariot to that company to help them expand. See, there's, when I talk about the future, you don't have to be the entrepreneur, because there's entrepreneurs everywhere that need managers, that need suppliers, that need all of the rest of this stuff. But if, you know, you have ideas to, to, to better the workplace or to join yourself to, to those things that matter. And in that, and I'm not discounting the fact that God didn't call you to himself, but I'm saying that those in the church have for so long just relegated what they teach for the church, tuned to the church. Mm-hmm. How are we going to invade society? How are we going to invade the culture and actually turn to culture? Do you know the most churched city in the nation continues, their churches continue to grow, it's Dallas. But the culture of the city still has not changed. When... Are we going to, as the Church of Jesus Christ, be effective and change this culture? And I believe that it's when the church begins to move into its future based upon the future that's in you. The Bible says that the the steps of a righteous one, which is you, because God has made you righteous, are ordered of the Lord. What highway, what road has God given you to move into as you continue your tracks in life? Remember I said that God, what did we read in Timothy that we read that we we have a good foundation for our future? For what reason? So that they can keep their hold on the life that is real that one ought to just stay with you forever that god wants to give you a life that is real and it's based upon the foundation that you lay for your future what is it that's locked up on the inside of you Because see you see let's say this ministry you you heard the vision for the ministry you want to set up a a center a home base to to begin to minister to every grouping of people that is out there to be effective. But can I tell you something? The the two cultural centers or the two mountains is the church and the family that are going to produce the people to bring them out into, into this world. I submit to you that we have got to begin to be faithful to to that which is on the inside. Quit wrestling. Watch. Quit wrestling whether it is or isn't and begin to pursue your passions because your passions reveal the giftings that are on the inside of you. The giftings on the inside of you reveal the abilities that have been locked up on the inside and your future stays locked up inside of you forever. Are you with me? And with you, Pastor. We have got to begin to be the mobile invading warrior, walking in love body of Christ to get this culture to know and understand that Jesus isn't just a church mouse, that we're not just called to feed the poor and go and offer relief aid. God is raising up innovators. He's raising up Teams. He's raising up families. He's raising up people who are willing not just to guard their little house and guard their little cars and guard their little jobs. They want the people to begin to, if they can't do anything except give in to a big work that's affecting the world, then that's good. But not only just give into that world, but begin to raise the children up in the way they should go. And through the mountain that is, we understand, the cultural center of the church and the family, we begin to invade the other cultural mountains so that we can begin, watch, watch, watch. There are different levels of mountains. Aren't you tired of the garrison of the Philistines being on the mountain of God? Because the garrison of the Philistines that was on the mountain of God, there were, there were also mountains of the mountain of God. There were several schools of the prophets. But they didn't change the culture because the culture taught them to fear Jezebel. And I'm saying Jezebel figuratively because Jezebel represents the goddess system of Babylon that is running this earth. Who is the church? Who are you? Has Goliath got you quaking in your boots? Are you the Jonas of this generation? Because there is a future that's waiting to come out on the inside of you. Doesn't matter how old you are. Tuesday I talked about how there's little kids, they want to be a a, a truck. Then they graduate and want to be a truck driver. And what do parents do? No, you don't want to be a truck driver. You want to do this. No, I want to drive trucks. You don't know that God is calling them into an, uh, an assignment that can change could you imagine dropping seed all over the United States because you're, on, you're in a big rig? we imagine talking to people that can begin a work in another state based upon the words that came out of that person? See, all we think about is position and status, but that's Babylon and that's Jezebel. Because if you work for God, you work for the top. We need to stop thinking in terms of position, status, and money, because your passions and your gifts and your abilities will take care of the money issue. You got to find yourself first. You got to know who you are. You've got to begin to bust open the future that God has laid out for you. See, that's why I'm not stopping. Pam and I have committed our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the commission that the Lord has given us, and we're not stopping. The Lord is releasing us to start doing things that previously had not released us to do, and we're going to begin to just stomp all over the enemy and enter into what God
2: wants. And so...
0: we begin to understand in John 17 that Jesus said uh, I'll, I'll take it and read it to you right now does anyone have anything to add right now just bust through we're not trying to leave dead air so just say hey I got something to say <laughs> anybody alright just
2: interrupt if you do
0: John 17, verse 10. He says, all that is mine is yours, and what is yours is mine. You know that that's covenant talk? That is speech that belongs to government. Somebody say something right now?
1: I was just saying, many of you, Pastor.
0: Okay. He said, all that is mine is yours, and what is yours is mine. And I have been glorified through them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name, the name that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them by the authority you gave me. I guarded them, and not one of them has become lost, except for the one who was destined for destruction, so that the scripture may be fulfilled. Now watch. I'm coming to you, and I say that these things in the world, so that they may have joy made complete in themselves. I've given them your word and the world has hated them because they don't belong to the world just as I don't. Now this statement, if you want to prepare your your future and your foundation, you need to have this verse in there because you do not belong to the world. See, you're on assignment. Your seat is in heaven, you're a citizen there, but you're here on assignment. And he said, they don't belong to the world just as I don't belong to the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. You know, you know Jesus was in the beginning was the word. The word is with God and the word was God. Who sanctifies you? Jesus. He left his words. They become spirit in life when you read them, when you take them in. And he said, just as you sent me into the world, so have I sent them into the world. Everybody say, I've been sent. I've been sent. I've been sent. Amen. I know the rest of you said it in your hearts. Now watch this. So that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me. I am in you. That they also may be one in us so that the world may believe you sent me. And I have given them the glory that you gave me. Now isn't that amazing? Everyone say, I got the glory. I got
1: the glory. got the glory.
0: That's right. You're filled with the same glory that Jesus would have. And then he said in verse 23, I am them, you are in me. May they be completely one so that the world may know that you sent me and that you have loved them as you have loved me. Now, let's just break this down for a second. It doesn't matter what, what profession that you're in, what is your vocation, you were sent into the world the way Jesus was. Everything Jesus did in the world while he was here with us, you can do the same thing yourself. Now, if you're within yourself, you say, I don't want to do that, then you better check yourself to see if you're in the faith because you have his heart and you have his desire in you. But if you're questioning yourself, listen, listen, listen carefully too because I'm picking this up in the spirit. Some of you you may have the attitude like, yay, I don't belong to him? Oh, man, I'm not bound to any of this. Then the only thing I got to say to you if you're saying you want to walk away is go to hell because that's where you're going. I don't say this to make you fear. I'm giving you a fact because if you've tasted of the goodness of God and of the good things of God, it'll be tougher for you to come back Statistics say that most people who leave in their teens never get back until they're in their late 40s, 50s, and 60s. I wonder if you have that much time. Just talking, though, right now. But if you're his, then you want to do the thing. You know what? You ha- if there's compassion in you, if there's any compassion in you, you want to see the sick healed. You want to see those that have been taken in an early deaths, you want to raise them up. And you know what? You know what the greatest thing about this is—you don't have to be perfect to do what God wants to do through you. That's right. Right? Isn't that amazing? Your sins and lawless acts—he does—he will remember no more. Isn't that amazing that we have a promise like that? Everyone say God is on my side.
1: God is on my side. God is on my side.
0: And I'm on God's side.
1: And I'm on... I'm on God's side.
0: Now, he said, Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. God is on the inside of you. The resurrection power of God is on the inside of you. But there is a future on the inside of you that is wanting to be birthed. The only way that that future can come out is for you to walk it out with him.
2: Now, We
0: lost all the Orange County calls. I mean, all of the Orange County calls are gone. And so we got Esther and we got another and myself and Manny's here with me. And so one of the things that I just want to let you know is that the hardest thing that you will ever do is getting outside of yourself so that you can accomplish the assignments that God has for you. I am faithful because he is faithful.
2: There is
0: no... You cannot say, God, come down here and make it happen. He has empowered you to make things happen. Yep. He's given you the power, the glory... Listen, when you get into the desire, God will give you the vision. I'm going to talk about this a lot more clearly uh, in the next coming weeks and days. Because I'm going to give you an example. The founders of Apple, they did a study on the founders of Apple and Microsoft, Bill Gates. They did not start out to say, oh, man, if we invent a computer, we're going to be rich. But they had a sense on the inside that they were here on this world to provide something that was bigger than them. And as they begin to walk out what it was they were doing, they never realized that it would change the world the way it has. They started with a Microsoft, a big clunky PC, and, and, and Apple started with their, their Macintosh system, and it has literally changed the way we do business, the way we learn, the way we interact. The, it, this, this culture is so tied into the, into the World Wide Web and into social media. It has given birth to things now that we never dreamed of, but they didn't start out that way. They knew that they were here to, 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 to have something to their dream, to fulfill a dream of something bigger. They just wanted to help businessmen. And here, look at, a, look at all of us now. We're doing this over the air I'm talk shit. I got a computer here that shows me, you know, I, I can look up information rat, more rapidly than I ever could that, in, in, in bringing down five or six books. Don't get me wrong, I still love my books. But you know, these two pioneers change life the way we know it. You don't you don't know right now that the future that is in you would change some lives
2: or many lives.
0: Preachers that were born into the era that God needed them to be born in. Teachers that affect the lives of students, that affect the lives of many as well. Doctors and nurses that bring healing and and aid and comfort to those that, that are sick.
2: It is okay,
0: you know. I'm talking to the believers here. It is okay to begin to seek the Lord out as to what your passions are. What has God called you to?
2: Now, I like the the word "call"
0: gets everybody thinking
2: religiously.
0: What has God? Pardon me.
1: Can you explain it to me the way that you're using it, not from the well, religious...
0: let, me, let me let me just give it to you this way. God is giving you passion and purpose, and you're to answer that. People have said the call, and they think it's to preach or to be a you know to be a priest or to be something in the church. But your passion and purpose was put inside of you to manifest not only the presence of God, but whatever it is that God has called you to be. Many have been called to be teachers. Some have been called to be managers. Some have been called to be, you know, support groups. Some of them have been called to be You know, everybody looks for the big titles. Don't look for the titles. Just get busy doing what... You know what? I'm going to give you an example right now. In this church, I'm going to need a big-time science and technology department because I want to use every technological tool to advance what God is doing with us. I want to be able to use video and, and, uh, and transmission big time. We're going to be raising up businesses, so you know what? Maybe I need a banker to open a bank within the ministry. Uh, schools, I'm going to need people with, with credentials to open up a school. You know what? I want to put in some quality people out into all of these, into all the world. Which is all the world? It's all the cultural centers. It's kind of like the Roman Empire. When he says all the world, he meant the Roman Empire. Well, I want to invade this cultural world with the gospel by planting people into those cultural centers that are not weak. I want to put in some warriors. And so we don't send them out by themselves or they'll end up like the prodigal son. And so I'm talking about just the, the organization of this this home base, this apostolic center, is going to need everything from secretaries to people that clean, people that build, people that, that manage, because there's going to be several departments. Uh, there's going to be a law center as well. We have a bank of lawyers that will understand to defend people and to defend the rights of people who are believers. There is so much. I want to reach the gang members. I want to reach the drug addicts. I want to have homes for these people so that they can mainstream back into society successfully. There is so, so, so much women's, women's homes so that they can be ministered to and right back into, into culture and society. Because this culture is no longer teaching our generation that we live in what's right and wrong no longer teaching them how to speak correctly to other people, adults, and and so on and so forth. This generation is not being taught. Why? Because they're being taught to be drones in a governmental system. We need to be innovators, inventors. And with the wisdom of God, We can accomplish much because the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God and he'll show off with you with the wisdom that you possess.
2: Hey man, somebody got something to add?
0: Manny? I think this is something that's been topics that we've been talking about throughout the months in this year, and I think tonight was a perfect summary of all of that, and I I think this is something that we need to take hold and share this with our brothers and sisters who haven't listened to this, because these are truths that are being spoken that isn't just for us. I, th- I think for myself, I'm going to work on downloading this talk this to as MP3 to be able to pass it around and share this, because this was a perfect summary of of what we need to know for our generation, and what
2: our generation
0: needs to know, and what they need to
2: receive.
0: Does anybody else have a comment? Any of the... Ponces, anybody else? Yeah, I don't think you can hear it right now. Oh no, it's just send me out. What? Just send me out. Well, it's on this right here on the speaker. Are you all on the air still?
1: I'm on the air with you, Pastor.
0: All right. No, it's still on. on. Well, you were you were you were picked up. Did you all hear Manny on on the air right now? I did. Amen. All right. Do we have anybody else on the air that wants to comment? Because we're getting ready to come to the closing of this of this uh, program. We've got about a little less than ten minutes. More than ever, we need to press in to our our future. We need to lay a good foundation. You know, the body of Christ is not a fly-by-night ministry. The apostles, the prophets, the pastors, teachers, and evangelists are not there just to bring people into the church, but they're called to teach people to be who they're supposed to be in their prospective places. You know, ask yourself the question: What are you doing?
1: You know, I've there been looking, no... I've been waiting for a time to chime in. Yes, and I just had to make sure that that I choose my words wisely. But you know, I I, I just want to commend you, Pastor, on you know your ability. Keep speaking faith. You know, it's, it's it's very admirable in the fact that you're willing to just lay it all on the line and and speak forward. I just happen to be in a place today, um, not a good place at all. You know, um, wrestling against my flesh. Um, Hearing what the Word of God said and quoting what the Word of God said and meditating on the Word of God said that hope maketh not ashamed, but the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Because there is such discouragement that wants to set in. And I have to make sure I'm going to speak something from the perspective of discouragement only because I need the Word of God to be spoken back to me. To encourage, to get me out, pull me out of that funk. But you know, when you set yourself as a teacher in the body of Christ and you set out there to live out your passion, and I can't help but wonder how can I affect the culture? outside of the church when it's very obvious that I can't even influence or affect the culture within the church.
2: Inside um, my head.
0: that's where we continue to speak into the cosmos and beginning to speak the word. See, Jesus came and attached himself to a people who were cultural Jews. The ones that did listen were the ones who wanted to, were interested in overturning the government. So he started out with.
1: And perhaps and so, I was just licking my pastor and not necessarily doing it from you know I wasn't doing it out of faith I I'm I'm struggling to I'm struggling um I'm struggling to believe it's a struggle right now
2: And that's and that's a
0: very real struggle because we find ourselves in in those. Somebody said something.
2: Thought I heard someone say something right now. There
0: are times that we, in those times. I was counseled years ago that we need to press in and press in and press in and not give up. And so when we know that we have an assignment, it's an assignment that we don't cease from. And many times I find out that in the end there was brute produced. And Jesus, one of the things he said is to bear fruit. And so I remain faithful. Again, I'm going to say it again because he's faithful. And down the line, two years ago, years and years ago, and, and I've been reading lately of, of, of other preachers that enter into a period of cynicism because of the things that are going on around them, and I had to get myself out of that funk because I literally began to be ineffective in the body of Christ. I did the work of the ministry, but I was very ineffective personally, and I had to really lay it all down because there are incidents of those things that kind of cropped up on me because I allowed it to come into my life. And there was a prominent preacher who encouraged it back then, and I, and I and I had to just step out of it completely. And I think many of us go through those periods of time where we just need to just stop, that we know what, we need to stay in faith. We need to feed our faith. We need to do warfare with the, with the words of prophecy that have been spoken over us, just like in Timothy it is spoken, that we hold our shield of faith, hold that prophetic word that was given, hold that... That word that we found in the scriptures that encourage us and we and it's like David who encouraged himself in the Lord. We need to stay, 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 stay the course. And when I read that about when the apostle Paul said, because the race is not run against other people, it's actually we're running we're running in competition with ourselves. And what does it mean we have to, to, to be given
1: to, the cosmos? to do it
0: to win? The Bible says to lay aside every sin. And, and that does, this, I'm going to turn it right now in the book of Hebrews, It does so easily beset us. I'm going to read the whole thing because it's important, and then we'll close it up because I'm coming to the end of this program. And every what is
2: weight and sin It does so easily beset us,
0: but let me get there right quick.
2: Hello? perhaps I don't understand
1: what speaking to the cosmos means because I'm definitely missing it somewhere.
0: Therefore, having so vast a cloud of witnesses surrounding us and throwing off everything that hinders us, especially the sin that so easily entangles us, and let's keep running with endurance the race that is set before us. How? We fix our attention on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who in view of the joy that is set before him endured the cross disregarding its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so, think about the one who endured such hostility from sinners so that you may not become tired and give up. In your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted to the point of blood. You've forgotten the encouragement that is addressed to you as sons. Don't think lightly of the Lord's training or give up. When you're corrected by him, and what happens is, is that that term there is talking about being coached and trained by the Lord. But when we continue in, I had to go back. That scripture became part of my life because I had to continue to go there and go there and go there and go there. And the sin that entangles is <laughs> the sin that discourages by is giving in to discouragement, giving in to the. Lie of the devil, giving into other people's advice, giving into all of these other things become the, 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 the sin that entangles because we lose sight of the vision. Anything that comes in to get you away from the vision is what entangles you. We keep thinking of sins of this and sins of that, but it's no, it's the, the weight and the sin that entangles. So when we get entangled with stuff, whether it be our emotions, whether it be other people, whether it be you know, reading something that gives you some advice other than what God told you to do, can I tell you something? It comes from so many places. But the minute we get off of faith, we allow ourselves to get entangled with stuff. And so I just want to encourage you that the future, and I'm talking to everybody, the future that is set before us is powerful, it's rich, and it's better than what you have now. All right, it's 9.03. We're going to have to call it quits here. You know, I can go on for another hour, but in the name of Jesus, may this word that was spoken today flow into the hearts of those that have heard, those that will hear that attach that themselves to this, to, this, to this phone call or to this recording in Jesus' name. Father, pour out of your spirit wisdom. Pour out of your spirit, Lord those things, Lord, that we need to continue on this journey. Angels to strengthen us and minister to us in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that the vision and the purposes and the passions begin to rise up within. I'm telling you, people, begin to listen to the Spirit of God concerning your, 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 your passions and your giftings and your abilities. In Jesus' name. And God said amen. Good night, everybody. Good night.